Hello and welcome to the AJ on the Line podcast. This is a new look or sound to the podcast, as I should say, because we're going to go a bit shorter. Um, Apologise for the tardiness in terms of getting this to you regarding the US Grand Prix, but the Mexican Grand Prix happened this weekend and Jimmy joins Joe and I on his return to the podcast how are you doing first of all jimmy are you feeling better rejuvenated definitely yeah i uh fought coronavirus off you know like i was sort of wrestling a, a, a virus so yeah all sorted now so that's good how do you, how, how how can a virus wrestle <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> wrestle with me though but i told it where to go don't you worry good and joe you're feeling like maybe like you're going through coronavirus who knows uh, um well, well i like, hope but, not but you're celebrating the day of the dead and are you feeling alive uh barely at the moment um well that indicates to me that you had a brilliant night last <laughs> night yeah it was all right so speaking of dead what did you think of the mexican grand prix joe uh well would you like me to rate it yeah why not we'll rate it well, I'll give it a three out of ten. It was not the most entertaining watch, was it? Um, you thought maybe at the, the the beginning that maybe it would it's like burn a bit slowly, like it did last week in the uh, in the US, but just no. There, there was no climax to it, was there? Just just some cars driving around for a bit, unfortunately, this time. Yeah, absolutely right, Jimmy. Are you going to agree with Joe? Um, well, I would agree that it was the worst race of the season. But what are you going to rate it? Um, I'd probably have to rate it probably a four, if I'm being honest. Um, it, it, it promised a lot from qualifying. Captain Optimist. Yeah, it, it promised a lot from qualifying with the Mercedes and Red Bulls being so close. Um, but I think the Mercedes choice of the mediums to start with was a wrong decision. It didn't open up many sort of avenues for them to um, compete with the Red Bulls. You know, we'll go into the, what happened a bit later probably, but yeah, it didn't really work out for Mercedes in the end. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton uh, said that when the tyre blankets of the other cars came off, he said a rude word beginning, well, with S, <laughs> and ended in it. T. He wasn't impressed with the strategy of Mercedes in, in hindsight. Could they have gone and copied Red Bull with the soft and medium? Could they have gone longer with the medium? I don't think they could have gone longer because mm. they were forced into it by... Perez pitting behind um but we'll discuss all of that when we do the race review in a few moments can't get much worse than that can it um but is it the fault of the Mexican track or is it the fault of Pirelli having too hard a tire range and Mercedes not going as aggressive as they should have done what are we saying on that um I do think the track's partially to blame I mean as cool as that sort of section that goes through the stadium is it's not exactly the greatest bit of track for racing is it mm. yeah i no. agree it's got a great atmosphere yeah, but great atmosphere but very little mm-hmm. overtaking just yeah even with the new regulations they can't really stay close enough through that final section so yeah through nature of it being a single file piece of track mm-hmm. um it's a bit like monaco in that respect um but yeah we always enjoyed the mexican grand prix and the the mexican rendition of the f1 theme tune <clears throat> that almost saved the day didn't it when that that started up that and sergio perez's dad <laughs> yeah yeah well he's a he's a legend isn't he i mean you're all a lot absolutely 
Him, him and um, Anthony Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton kissing each other, <laughs> which sounds in isolation like what's going on there. But they, they were kissing. They, they've had two photos in two consecutive years of one of them kissing the other on on the cheek. It's all very <laughs> lovely. And um, I did see a little video where Sergio Perez was telling Verstappen about how um, his kids and I think it's his kids support Sergio Perez, obviously. And then it's Hamilton mm-hmm. and Verstappen, but Hamilton may be a little bit more than Verstappen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Verstappen said, well, you need to change that and smiled. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There's obviously love there. But we're going to talk about what happened in the race. Should be fairly quick, actually. Um, Might help to give a bit of context in terms of qualifying. We're going to start with Joe. We'll then go to Jimmy and then myself. And then we'll come back to Joe if it even gets to me or Jimmy. Joe might keep us going all the way. Who knows? (laughs) Okay. Let's see how he goes. In three, two, one, Joe. So, Max Verstappen predictably qualified on pole but maybe a bit less predictably the Mercedes started second and third behind him uh this could have been quite interesting as the it's a really really long run to turn one and we did see some first corner drama the two Mercedes going right next to each other George Russell getting pushed off a little bit and Sergio Perez managed to get past him Oh, right. It was a exciting opening lap with lots of drama. The Ferraris tussled with the Mercedes trying to get past Russell, who was struggling up, heating his tyres. And then the race settled down into a uh, quite a, a good rhythm. You know, not much was happening, but, you know, Hamilton was keeping in. Hamilton was keeping up with Verstappen. And it looked like he had good race pace. Um, and then uh, there's a few sort of scrapes and, you know, scuffs in the midfield with you know uh who is it now uh i'm gonna say that that's repetition of you know (laughs) a little bit of a delay if that's okay no worries yeah it wasn't the most exciting race hamilton was close to verstappen but as i alluded to at the beginning of this podcast because perez had got up into third place and Max Verstappen was leading. Red Bull could play two cars against the one Mercedes of Hamilton. So they brought Sergio Perez in. And as a result, Hamilton couldn't use his medium tyres, which are more durable than the soft tyres that Max Verstappen had, uh, to go a bit further. Instead, he had to pit to cover off the undercut so that Sergio Perez wouldn't be the second Red Bull car in front of him that he had to overtake when he finally might have gone onto the soft tyres. Instead, Mercedes, given how early in the race it was, they had no option. They had to go for the hard tyres. Ideally, it would have been two sets of mediums, but you've got to have two different compounds of tyres during a Formula 1 race. That's the rules. Them is the rules, as some people say. So, they followed them. You shook your head. Is that a repetition of rules? I guess it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it to you, Joe. The problem is I'm not really sure where we are, to be honest. Um, So... Hamilton and uh, Perez have just pitted. Yeah, so then Max Verstappen came in bit um and put on the no he didn't i've messed up it's uh i'm gonna hand it straight over to jimmy no 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 you can carry on i'll let you have another go no i can't i've failed jimmy jimmy it's It's, your go yeah i've failed 
And then Verstappen came into the pits and pitted onto the medium tyres, the preferred tire, race tyre. And then he came out and was had very, very good pace. Then uh, Hamilton had uh, Perez um, behind him for quite a while, harassing him and trying to get past. And then um, he sort of tailed off a bit. And then I'm not sure what happened next. I'm not doing a very good job of it. So, yeah, the, the hard tyres were not performing well for a lot of the people in this race. As we said, the ideal tyres were the mediums, or you could go on to the softs, as we will mention with a certain McLaren driver in a few moments. That's why Lewis Hamilton couldn't really catch back up to Max. It was around 10 seconds the lead that Max Verstappen had for the remainder of the race, really, really well managed by Max Verstappen. Actually, I think it was 1 minute 22, the time for each lap that Max did for the remainder of that race. In the whole stint, he didn't go outside of the 122s, just to give you an idea about how consistent he was with his pace while managing those tyres. So, really thoroughly deserved the win that he obviously got the 14th win in this season, a record breaker. But what was going on in the rest of the race? Well, there was a little bit of argy-bargy with Sergio Perez forcing Lance Stroll off the track and receiving a penalty. He's got just two uh, more points on his race licence to get I think you meant Pierre Gasly there. You said Sergio Perez. I did mean Pierre Gasly. I'm handing it to Joe. So there was another bit of argy-bargy as well with uh, a certain McLaren that you did mention earlier uh, with a really sort of silly move into uh, Yuki Tsunoda, did ruin his race a bit, got a 10-second penalty. But after that, he was flying along. He seemed to come alive as soon as he got the penalty, uh, provided perhaps the only sort of excitement of that second half of the race was watching on which tires on the soft tires of course um you know carving through the field uh, who were on mediums and hard tires um one of the cars that he got past was fernando alonso who subsequently retired go on jimmy take over can i make a uh, admission go on i turned it off after 20 laps to go because it was boring <laughs> I thought I'd go to bed, so I'm not. I wouldn't be the most informative during this phase of the. I think this speaks about how exciting this race is. Joe, Joe's done the most exciting part. Daniel Ricciardo forging his way through the pack. There was one moment where he was coming up behind the Alpines and did a gun sign with his fingers before <laughs> overtaking them. I did that's, too, yeah. That's the classic Danny Rick that we like to see, and it was nice that he returned, even if there's only two more races remaining and maybe a drive like that can remind some other teams that he deserves to be in formula one it looks like he's going to go to mercedes to be the reserve driver especially after stoffel van dorn has gone to be aston martin i believe's reserve driver i think that was confirmed today mm. today being the tuesday after the race and of course nick defries is going over to the red bull side alpha tauri so they've run out of reserve drivers they probably need a driver daniel ricardo's free and toto wolf was spotted wearing daniel ricardo merch not that that means that he's definitely going to sign him it's just something to know and of course that will fuel rumors 
Sure, Toto Wolf knows that. Uh, the thing that I loved about Pierre Gassi and Daniel Ricciardo is both of them got a penalty and then scarpered up the road to the point that it didn't matter mm. about their penalty. Yeah. Uh, but what I was trying to say before I tripped up on myself earlier was Pierre Gassi is only two points away from a race ban. Maybe he wants to try and get that race ban for Abu Dhabi so that he could start on a clean slate in Alpine, his new team, uh, rather than having to wait until I believe it's April until his super license points are all cleared off and he can start bashing people out of the way <laughs> uh, once again. You, you, might, you might say, for example, the moment in Japan was a bit contentious. He got a couple of points for that. To know about it, uh, up for debate, but rather amusing and something to discuss, nevertheless. Anyway, we have Max Verstappen winning. Lewis Hamilton, a second, second place in a row after coming second in the United States. Austin, a bit unhappy about his strategy, but there you go. And then a very happy Sergio Perez to finish third. Was he happy? He wasn't happy in qualifying because he had some issues with his engine, but it's still a fan favourite moment to see Sergio Perez on the podium in Mexico already after only seeing it twice. And we had George Russell in fourth place, fastest up again. And then who did we have? We had the two Ferraris, Carlos Sainz, just ahead of Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc, I think a minute behind George Russell and George Russell had stopped for an extra pit stop just to give you an idea of what a horrible oh, no, he, he, he wouldn't have he didn't he was a minute ahead but then he didn't he, he wasn't after the pit stop for forgive me mm-hmm. there you go so Joe has cleared up the mess that I was creating in terms of the wrong information but I guess I win no breaks this week well done thank you right well let's done. move on speaking of winning to the biggest winner we're going to Jimmy so that he could tell us his biggest winner from this Mexico City. Don't call it the Mexican Grand Prix. It's the Mexico City Grand Prix. Uh, I'd have to say Daniel Ricciardo. For all the sort of hassle he's had this year with the car and being constantly outdone by his teammate, um, he posted a very strong result. You know, I ha- Where did he finish? Seventh. 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 Best yeah, of so- the rest. Yeah, so above Lando, so that that's impressive. And it just shows that he's still got class and form is temporary, class is permanent, that old cliche. Um, and I think it's true here. So, yeah, um, great race from him. And, um, yeah, good job, Daniel. I, like I said, I agree with you. Daniel Ricciardo is my biggest winner. Can you argue that he shouldn't be the biggest winner because of the clumsy incident with Yuki Snowder I suspect Joe will do so in a moment we'll see but it reminds me of a phrase that Martin Brundle said about Lewis Hamilton this is a really nerdy sentence that I'm about to finish this reminds me of something that Martin Brundle said about Lewis Hamilton at the Korean Grand Prix qualifying in 2011 (laughs) because he (laughs) because he said He's just got the car alive. We haven't seen that in a while. And it's true with Daniel. He he could lean on the car and, and really have a go. And yeah, it was great to see him doing some good moves and just just a nice smile on, on Daniel Ricciardo at the end of the race because we weren't sure whether we would ever see that smile again. Will we ever see that smile again in Formula One? It's yet to be seen. Uh, so 
I'm just savouring the moment with my boy Danny Rick. Over to you, Joe. Um, I think the only other option, really, for biggest winners, Max Verstappen. Once again... Record breaker. Right, yeah, broke record, and he was he was clearly the, the difference. The Mercedes, uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton had Sergio Perez on pace, so it's clearly not just the car. And George Russell. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's clearly not just the car in this case, Max. Just that, that stat you mentioned about the consistency um, was just so comfortable, um, you know great performance and as you say broke the record for most wins in the season with two races to go and most points as well I believe I'm right in saying oh yes good point most points I believe I'm right in saying that every single second place Lewis Hamilton has had this season Max Verstappen's won the race Mm -hmm. so I guess that shows that if Lewis doesn't get his win this year Max Verstappen is the reason why which shows how good he's been but also the car is incredible and it's Mm -hmm. suited max more and more as the season's gone on and it's turned into an unbeatable combination Mm -hmm. it would appear at the moment even with lewis hamilton's brilliance um but yeah great shout daniel ricardo max verstappen former teammates it's nice to have them at the top but danny rick is getting the biggest winner Mm -hmm. because democracy prevails jimmy and i are on the same team here get in there jimmy Indeed. Let's move on to the AJ on the line. Line of the week. A section where we talk about our favourite words that have been spoken throughout the Grand Prix. Sometimes we look to Twitter, even though it can be a cesspit at times. It can also provide incredible wit, humour and amusement. But I'm going to go to Joe because of all of those three words I just said to see what he's got to say. Uh, All I've got to say is... uh... Now they cut. No, I did that. <laughs> that. That was mine. I, I need gonna... to stop handing it over. <laughs> I knew you were building up to that and everything. Oh. <laughs> it's just obvious, well, isn't it? That's, to, that's... to be fair, Joe, Joe didn't actually say what the quote was. <laughs> he just showed me. He put his thumbs up on the camera, and that was the emoji that Lewis Hamilton did alongside a photo of him and his old mate Fernando Alonso explain what went on there Joe um so basically slightly earlier Fernando Alonso had said that he believes that Max Verstappen's titles are worth more than Lewis Hamilton's titles um because of the circumstances in which they were won in particular that Lewis only had to beat his teammate uh Lewis then not true which of course isn't true, and we can so we can spend hours debunking that one. I'm sure, but <laughs> if we get onto that, I think we're uh, going over your newly imposed time limit. So yeah, but um, I think we already have. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so Lewis obviously responded with a picture of him in his rookie season beating Fernando Alonso as his teammate. Um, with a little thumbs up and it, it, it it's been coming for a while a little clap back from lewis about these these comments well he, he did it similarly a couple of months ago by giving fernando a signed cap mm. after fernando said that all lewis can do is win from the front and to be fair to fernando because we've got to give his side of the story he said that he's fed up of 
the media making headlines about this sort of thing um, and that we should just enjoy the champions. But I saw the quote that he made in the, the Dutch media. That whole thing felt a bit like someone that had dug a hole, filled it in with gravel and said there's no hole here. Yeah. I mean, if he didn't want the head, like, he must have known that was going to cause a headline when he said it. He knows what he's doing. He's he's a slick, diplomatic operator. And sometimes his diplomacy doesn't help him. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, yeah. It looks like me and Joe have w- agreed on the AJ on the line line of the week. A thumbs up emoji. But, Jimmy, you might have one. Yeah, so... My um, AJ on the line, line of the week, is um, we've made decisions that were simply wrong. Um, that was from uh, Toto Wolf, And um, that's in regard to this season. It hasn't really gone to plan for them. Um, but it looks like they've finally n- not sorted themselves out, but they're on the right track. Um, so hopefully next year they can be challenging to the front. And, um, and yeah, uh, it's quite a good admission from Wolf because it, you know, accepts that they've done things wrong and it takes a big man to own up to their mistakes and sort of uh, say that, you know, things didn't go to plan. And yeah, I think that um, hopefully next year it will prove that Mercedes will hopefully be back at the top. It would be nice to see Mercedes involved in Red Bull's fight. Hopefully Ferrari don't drop off as much as they have towards the end of the season. I sense that this is a particularly bad track for them in Mexico. But you're right, Mercedes have been getting better. And you're right, Toto Wolf has said that. And I think he said that this year has not hurt him. It's just annoyed him, uh, which which is a good way of looking at it. He's not taking it personally. He's... He's just looked at the facts. We didn't make the right choice, but it's a professional problem. It's not a personal problem that he's got to go home with. So he's dealt with it well. Personally, I think he's led the team well, hasn't he, in terms of finding solutions. Lewis Hamilton's done well in terms of leading the team as well, it must be said. It would be interesting to see what role Nicky Lauda might have played in that because famously he drove a Ferrari came back and told Enzo Ferrari the car. Well, he described it in a similar way to the way that Lewis Hamilton described the strategy at the <laughs> Mexican Grand Prix. And I think that that's quite a nice way to end, really. Uh, so that's your Mexico City Grand Prix fix about what's gone on there. Well, my name's been Adam. You've been Joe. You've been Jimmy. And uh, you, indeed. wherever you're listening have been brilliant to listen to us so thank you for that um uh, wishing you the best don't forget you can go and check out all of the rest of our stuff on ajontheline.com or find us on your favorite podcast platform and we should be there and we'll speak to you next time about the brazilian grand prix one of our favorite tracks i think we can agree on that so obrigado as they say that see you next time <laughs>